Hello, gamers, bros, lovelies, and QWERTY birdies. You have made it to QWERTYcast if you come from one of those other lame places. Uh, the pod- this is the podcast where we talk about indie games, PC games, and everything else in between. Thick news episode. Guys, give your best thick-sounding intro so I know you're here. I will start with... I am Kenny. Oh, I guess I am Steve. <laughs> I'm Andres. <laughs> and was like a I am Dave. <laughs> thick. Oh, I mean, sweet. So thick. Super um, strained thickness. Uh, yeah, we have a lot of news today. Lots of stuff has happened in the gaming world. Um. So we will get right into it. Uh, Dave, you're going... Wait, who's going first? I I don't know who's who's oh, leading man. this. Un- Is it Steve? <laughs> who's in charge here? <laughs> until until that happened, I was going to say how, like, when you first started your intro, uh, or the intro, it, it sounded like I was listening to the podcast already because we just got our new upgrade on the QWERTYcast channel to oh, level yeah. two. Hey. And the voices just sound so clear. Yeah, we are very clear. Yes, we are clear and ranked up. Um, I think indie news, and then that thick news segment was going to be our first thing. Thick news. Well, it's happening. We're in, we're in thick news right now, which is just normal news, just thicker. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have anything to do with anyone or anything that's thick. We've just decided that's how it's going to be. Yeah. I mean, I'm thick, so it has to do with me. So that's good enough. <laughs> All right, let, let's have Steven give us give us what you got. All right. So, uh, in the indie news section today, uh, I really just have one story uh, involving the indie developer uh, Grind Gears. Um, they are the developers of Path of Exile. You stand before the gates of the Lord's Labyrinth within. which is a uh, Diablo-like uh, PC game available on Steam. It's completely free to play. It does have microtransactions, but it's all entirely cosmetic. Um, with I guess there's an exception. There's some mechanics that you can purchase that kind of make it easier for you to store things. But outside of that, the game is entirely free. Um, they just recently updated uh, with a new expansion called Harvest, which is actually uh, implementing like a farming simulator where you're farming creatures to fight and then uh, using that mechanic you can actually um, get equipment you can get items and you can actually get higher level seeds um, to farm even more dangerous creatures wait so Um, it's specifically about farming enemies to fight Yes, so it's a, it's an interesting new mechanic. Uh, the way that Path of Exile, if any of you guys have played it previously, every time they add a new expansion, that becomes a core mechanic of the game, and it carries over as the game continues to develop. So every expansion that they've come out with, you can basically go back and play those aspects, or they've integrated those aspects into the new end game. So right now we're in the Harvest uh, expansion. So this new thing is you get like a whole new area. It's considered your like grove and you can build a farm to summon creatures. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting. A lot of people were joking about how it's uh, like they basically took the Stardew Valley or um, any of those old school like farming simulators and plugged it into a uh, Diablo-like MMO. So it's interesting. Cool. But we're... We're excited. I'm I'm playing the hell out of it right now, actually. Um, and Dave and Andres, you guys played that a little bit too, right? 
Yeah, we played it together. I found that it's very hard to play that game and talk to humans at the same time. <laughs> There's a um, lot going on. I, I usually yeah. just solo run through it, and I always somehow have the desire to play it like a week before the new season ends, so I never experience any of the end game mechanics, ever. Gotcha. Yeah, so this uh, season literally just started, I think, a week and a half ago, so we're really early into it. So if you're interested in jumping in, uh, they've also, I don't know if it's been recently buffed or if they've done it previously, but playing with party members actually greatly increases the quality of the stuff that you uh, get dropped. Yeah. So they're really trying to push the co-op side of the gameplay. But you're right, for most people, soloing has been kind of the standard. They actually have like a special um, gameplay type called Solo Self-Bound, where you're just playing by yourself, no trading, no chests. Like you, Everything is just what's on your character, and you play by yourself. Yeah, then that's what I usually run through, is every time I play it, it's always just soloed. Um, I do the same thing with all the other Diablo-like games that I play. Everything. Solo. Why, why not? You know, it's, it's meant to be multiplayer or solo, and yeah, I you choose can do to be way. solo. I can't do yeah. that. <laughs> I have, like, I, I need to play with people if if it's a multiplayer game. Otherwise, I'm like, uh, uh, <laughs> well, It's multiplayer or single player. You can do either, and I choose to hate everybody. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Call of Duty is multiplayer or single player, but like an MMO feels very multiplayer to me. Well, it's it's not Path of Exile isn't really an MMO. Like it has MMO aspects to it, but I would say that it's like a standard ARPG. You can only have what four characters in a single instance. Like yeah, so it's instance together. based. Yeah, so I mean it's in the same way that we would consider any MMO that requires you to play in like small parties. Um, oh, it sounds like uh, to another example. It sounds like uh, Left 4 Dead. Like I could play Left 4 Dead by myself and have bots or completely solo and not have bots, but it would not be as fun. Yeah, but well, no bots. <laughs> you know what, Kenny? Um, how about you stop telling me how to have fun? <laughs> Why don't you, you learn how to have fun? <laughs> but this is uh, this is patch three eleven, and I, the part that a lot of people who are really um, into Path of Exile are interested in is. This should be one of the last expansions before they do the 4.0 release, which I think there was a recent publication saying that that's not going to come out this year, that it'll probably be sometime next year. But the 4.0 release is actually going to be called Path of Exile 2. So it's going to be oh. apparently like a complete sequel. It's just going to be packaged into this game. So we're hoping to get a lot more lore and story um, with the new 4.0 release sometime next year. That's My favorite thing about... Why doesn't Overwatch do they that? create this whole game and they continuously develop it and update it and add new mechanics and they care so much about it and it's completely free to play. Yep, that's completely. amazing. Yeah. But my my bigger question is when are they going to have the phone port or phone not even port uh, the phone version of it completely ready? Because all I want to do is play that game on the go. That's a good question. I'm not entirely sure because, to be honest, that's the first I've heard of a mobile version of it. So I didn't, I didn't even know that that was something they were working on. I'm so uh, skeptical they... about. Sorry, I'm so skeptical about just phone games that are that intensive. I feel like that just destroys your phone. Does it not? Unless you uh, use like one of those sort of VMs, right? Like you have, they... Dave. 
they announced that it was going to be completely optimized for mobile. Like, they're basically redeveloping it to be a mobile game and have the exact same mechanics. Everything will be included in it. It shouldn't be too hard on a phone. I guess, like, newer phones, obviously, it shouldn't be as hard on. But, like, if you got an iPhone, I don't know, 6, do people yeah. still have those? I guess probably the, be hard to play with. The tough part would be, for me, you have um, it's eight active skill slots in the game and five active flasks that you can um, use. So, basically, they need to have 13 buttons on the screen, um, which is really just going to clutter up the view. Mm. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, I, I mean, could they, totally they, see it. If if anyone can do it, I would trust a company that has not compromised their their strategy throughout their development process. Yeah. You know, I mean, they've stuck to it being free to play with cosmetic only payment options. If you yeah. want to support the developers, I know of people who like they don't really buy that many games, but they play the shit out of Path of Exile, so they just give money to path of exile like once every few months or so and they're like here's 50 bucks on like cosmetics because you guys play or make the only game that i play and yeah. obviously you need money to keep it going i'd be interested to see if they do go mobile if they'll um, offer controller support because if that's the case then you know it might make it easier for people to be able to install it on the tablet uh, and just kind of take it anywhere but then connect it to a controller if they offer controller support, then I want them to do that on the PC one because NVIDIA GeForce Now, you can already play Path of Exile on your mobile phone if you're using that service, but you mm. need to have a keyboard and mouse to do it, and I yeah. obviously don't have that for my phone. I'm, I could get it for my phone, but I don't have it. It's <laughs> easier to have a controller. Yeah. But that's... Uh... The indie news that I have for you this week with Grinding Gear Games, a uh, new update. Do we want to move on to the other news piece I, was, I had? I was going to say, that's a good segue into your next news piece, speaking of NVIDIA. All right, yeah, yeah. So the news piece that I have this week from a tech standpoint is uh, there's been some more leaks uh, related to the next generation of leaks. NVIDIA's graphics cards. Um, the thick leaks. leaks. Yeah, thick leaks. Thick leaks. Um, the <laughs> big thing that they're pointing towards is the fact that we're actually going to see a September release this year. So, of course, none of this is confirmed. Nobody knows for sure. But if that's true, do not buy a graphics card right now because chances are all of the current gen's prices are going to get slashed when the new gen comes in. Um, there was some other leaks involved with that. So one that everybody was talking about was the um, look and design of it. Uh, there was a couple pictures posted, and I'll see if I can throw them up onto the um, QWERTY Discord. Uh, but it's basically got like an hourglass shape to it, and the whole Ooh. thing, other than one fan, is just a giant heat sink. It's kind of crazy looking. Um, but everybody's been kind of talking about it. I'm posting it now so everybody can look at it. Um, everybody's talking about whether Whoa. or not that's really what it's going to look like because it's oh, kind yeah. of an odd image. It, it so whoever took it might have taken it from like, you know, headquarters, and it might not be a finished product yet. But we'll we'll see what happens. That looks um, like like the bottom of a of an Xbox 360. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, on top of that, there's some spec information. Um, so NVIDIA had announced, um, I think it was earlier this year, last year, they're working with the new Ampere um, architecture uh, chipsets, which I think are seven nanometers. Basically, to put it in simple terms, they're managing to pack a larger amount of performance in a smaller amount of space and using a much less energy. So we're just really expanding the... Um, capabilities of chipsets nowadays and so if this new graphics set uh, involves the new ampere technology they're looking at basically i think somebody had said that the i think it was gonna be like 3792 cores in the new graphics card it's just an insane amount of processing capability and uh, they're looking at from an energy standpoint it should be 50 percent less requirement so you won't have to have huge you know power supplies in these giant desktops you can still pull it off that's awesome because even wow. if you spend the extra money on a higher graphics card and everything, like you end up saving some costs in in operations of your PC, which is a phenomenal way to, uh, you know, save the planet a little bit more. I yeah, mean, you're, you're fucking running a shit ton of electrical electrical power to play video games, so you're not really doing much. But it's better than doing nothing. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, eventually we'll get to a point where you can just use a double A battery and you're good to go. It'll be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as uh, what we're looking at, basically, um, NVIDIA usually releases their sets as um, the 3070, the 3080, and the 3080 uh, Ti. Or, sorry, normally they do 7080 and 80 Ti. So if they were going to do that this time, it'd be the 3070, 3080, 3080 Ti. One of the leaks is suggesting that they're actually going to, in the initial set, just release instead of the Ti version, go straight to a 3090, which would be a little bit of a difference from what they're used to doing mm -hmm. um, but either way most people have a consensus right now that the 3070 will be very comparable to the current 2080 super so if you already have the 2080 wow. super you're pretty much you know at the top end of the list um, so it wouldn't make sense to get the 3070 um, unless you want to look cool you want an hourglass inside your computer to yeah. really talk it about the amount of time neat. that you've spent on it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it, there's just so much information and nobody's 100% sure but if it does release in September which would be amazing um, definitely not want to consider purchasing any of the existing cards because this is going to blow the market away fuck them yeah I mean that's great if I have a job and money again I want to yeah. buy stuff for a new computer or to upgrade my computer more specifically though so, yeah once again I want to just uh, reiterate I want to buy stuff for an AMD because I I invest in them and I want their stock to go up for yeah. my own selfish needs so I buy AMD I, I was going definitely to benefit from it I was going to ask like what is Nvidia's um, like closest competitor when it comes to graphics cards it's definitely amd, AMD. AMD. Yeah. and AMD yeah, i mean really they're the only two on the so market things like they're you they're usually used in all the game consoles i know that they're in the next gen game consoles i believe is amd on both xbox or microsoft and sony side oh and then uh i think they're in the switch but i can't recall and amd usually gets a lot of deals with um phones as well yeah, uh, AMD gets a lot of with phones. Usually, like, so Apple will switch back and forth with their contract every few years. I think right now they're on the Intel cycle again. Um, but you'll see hmm. that, like, it'll show up in some of their um, laptops and desktops, um, the iMacs. Intel um, just announced as well, um, while I was in my office, 
uh, I ate <laughs> the bathroom, I found the an article that Intel Tiger Lake uh, just got a new um, benchmark release. So it's oh. the Intel Tiger Lake. I don't know. Is it X to the E is how it appears <laughs> as like a... a um, sounds like a rap I just, song. I'm so glad you all <laughs> no, like, I think. Like it, it's just e. typed with a capital <laughs> X and a lowercase e in in text, but on the graphics, it looks like it's X to the E power, essentially. It's e. designed by um, Elon Musk's newborn. <laughs> with 768 cores and 1.3 gigahertz. That's Clocks insane. benchmarked. Yeah, I mean, it's just moving now. The chipset architectures are insane so i think i'm i think i'm running crabby lake i don't fully understand their naming conventions um uh, i know that like the last four iterations have all been something lake um before that it was something bridge um but uh i mean each time something new comes out i always get excited because that just means that our computers can do just a little bit more and you know hopefully mm -hmm. we'll see tech in general evolve because of that I, oh yeah for sure i want affordable quality gaming PCs to be like the next thing that's released and I know that Microsoft's kind of edging that way slowly mm -hmm. with the way that they're releasing play their anywhere. Xboxes yeah. And, yeah, and the play anywhere aspects but um, it, it would be great to just be able to run basically a cheap PC that is also performance yeah, yeah, it's something we'll have to talk about in the future. If we get a lot of people who are interested in the in the you know custom build side of things, we can do like the QWERTY recommended builds because there are yeah. Yeah. you know you can save money and still build a decent system. Hell yeah! I'm I'm actually working on a computer build right now. Oh, and very nice. It's kind of ideal that like I've been doing this research recently because everything you said in this segment I think would have probably gone over my head a little bit more if i hadn't been freshly like looking into graphics cards and stuff like that mm. well um, yeah and if you're looking at like budget cards or you're building something right now obviously this is you know going to be a little while before they're released mm -hmm. i do want to say that the um price points just so you guys kind of know where they think it's going to be hitting um they were looking at i think 600 was the guesstimate for the 3070 and then um 1100 for the 3080 mm. so they're definitely oh, on the expensive side yeah i think it was it was either 11 or 1199 but yeah that's a lot that's a lot of money it's but a lot. it is brand new technology <laughs> and they got to pay for their r&d somehow yeah, but yeah, definitely, Andre. If, if you're building, you're picking up that you know terminology and, and mm -hmm. figuring it all out. I think it's something that everybody who's really nowadays any field, but if you're doing anything tech related, building a PC at least one time is such an educational and informative yeah. process. Yeah, yeah, and, and if anyone, simple. and if anyone's looking to build a PC, what I was kind of telling Andres is like, uh, I uh, first first of all, I use PC Part Picker, and PC that's a really great. Picker. Yeah, it's a really great way thick to sight. just <laughs> thick sight. <laughs> thick sight. Um, it's a really great uh, site that lists all the components that you need. It tells you if mm. they're compatible. It gives you links to different sites to buy them, mm -hmm. and it gives you like your total, so you kind of know like what you're spending and what will work. And then beyond that, just it'll give you like from what they give you, you can do your own research and get educated yeah. 
Well, and they have um, a whole hard. section of their site um, dedicated to recommended builds where other users have put together computers. And so you yeah. can actually sort by the word budget and you'll find a huge number of PCs that are put together exclusively for the purpose of trying to reduce the price but still maintain a really high output. Mm. I've done I, that before and then I try to shop using those same relative parts and the deals just aren't there anymore because some people like they post those and then because tech moves so quickly within like yeah. a week or two like those sales are all gone and that like 350 or 400 dollar pc build jumps up to like 700 it's true yeah so i definitely use it first as a checklist and then second as a deal finder um, because you may still be yeah. better off finding your own deals uh, i know like with the last build the one i'm working on right now um, I ended up just purchasing almost everything through Amazon because at the end of the day, even though some components were cheaper and some components were more expensive, it was just easier and cheaper on the more shipping yeah. to get it all from one location. Yeah. yeah. Also, if you've got like a prime credit card. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Discla <laughs> disclaimer, this is not sponsored by Amazon in any way. <laughs> Unless they want to sponsor us, but still, um, fuck you, Jeff Bezos. Yeah. 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 <laughs> give, us, give us a couple of million and we'll sponsor you. But um, <laughs> PC Part Bigger will show you everything from like Tiger Direct, Newegg.com. Um, where are some of the other places? I know there's a place actually close by me in Pennsylvania, uh, Micro Center. Uh, you can also filter good it. Deals. You can take oh, those okay. out. I think. Like nice. I think yeah, you no, can I just think you be should like, be um, like oh, only show me major retailers or show me anything that includes rebate options. And I always take those yeah. ones out because I know Rebates that I'm nice. not going to follow up on a rebate. Yeah, and they're like Micro Center's almost got like an always deal where if you purchase a motherboard and a chip um, CPU at the same time, you get like 30 or 40 bucks off. So it's like just a straight off the top every time. And that's a great deal if it's like 30 or $40 off. And it's still a great deal if it's a rebate. It's just mm -hmm. that I'm not going to take the time to mail in a rebate. Well, uh, yeah. For $40. <laughs> I think rebate's and old technology. Nobody uses that anymore. <laughs> nobody uses it, but they still offer it. Well, yeah. yeah. But yeah, looking forward to some new tech. Um, we, we'll definitely be talking more about it as we go forward. And Andre, when you get your build together, will you have to post all the specs so we can kind of like talk about it? Yes, absolutely. I've actually, <clears throat> I've been sharing it with like Kenny and uh, some other people. But once I have, uh, essentially I did what you said. So I've used it first, PC Part Picker, I've used it first as a, a, a list. So I like sourced from maybe five different builds, some on YouTube, some on Part Picker. And now basically this whole summer, I'm just gonna check all of my parts and try to get everything on the cheapest. Um, and Kenny's actually selling me his graphics card, so I'm gonna hold off on spending a lot of money on one of those until oh, there you I go. really see something good. Second hand is always yeah. a good way to go. Exactly. High five. Um, there's also, for, for those who um <laughs> have never seen this you can also get uh sometimes cheap deals some people will just buy like on black friday or any of the other major um days prime day and all those uh, mm -hmm. sales sometimes people will just buy like a m multiples of those uh pc deals and they'll sell them for roughly uh like a small markup or if they can't unload them like if you just wait two weeks some people have bought so many of them that they start selling them for a markdown like my friend bought a, a deal that was supposed to be like five hundred dollars he waited like a week or two on craigslist and found it for like 350 because the guy was just like i can't no one wants to buy it from me <laughs> so i have to sell this and get some of my return you know? yeah and whatever you do don't ever buy anything from wish and they can come and sue us but 
That website sucks. Oh my <laughs> god. You guys ever heard of Wish? Don't, don't <laughs> invite like them to sue us. <laughs> uh, there was a guy actually who did a YouTube video about buying graphics cards from Wish. Um, if you guys aren't familiar, Wish is like a uh, marketplace that does a lot of advertising via like email and text messages. And usually they have like some like catchy advertisement where it's like get 30 flash drives for two dollars or something like that but um the guy bought like four different graphics cards from him and opened them up and found out that they were all flashed to think they were better graphics cards than they actually were and it wrecked his computer wow yeah don't use wish yeah oh my gosh (laughs) i've always just been i've just seen it on facebook ads and been like this looks like the shadiest thing oh it's so shady um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we we can probably uh, move on. <laughs> don't sue us, Wish. No, I, honestly, I don't think they could. It looks like it's a overseas company us. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we have extradition over there. So. True. <laughs> we, uh, you know, I mean, we don't have to say that objectively they're terrible. We just think that they're terrible. You can't yeah, sue yeah, us so for our opinions. opinions. Yeah, this is true. Well, Got him. Not, not in America. <laughs> <laughs> They could just arrest you. <laughs> Too dark. So, I think next is uh, we're going to go to me, and I'm going to talk about a little something uh, called Redis Delivery Service, a.k.a. Norman's Walking Sam, a.k.a. Death Stranding. There's another hero in this story. One whose achievements seem destined to go unrecognized. Um, which it originally came out on, I think, just the PS4. Is that right? That's Pretty correct. sure, yeah. Yeah, and now it's finally coming out uh, for the PC, which I'm so excited to play. Uh, it's with Kojima Productions, and they make great just art. They just make great art. Um, and for those of you who don't know, it's an action game um, uh, set in the United States during the aftermath of the epon- eponym- eponymous Death Stranding. De- death <laughs> Stranding. <laughs> eponymous they Death the Stranding. Name. They used it. I didn't expect... Well, I should have expected it. It's in the game. Obviously, I haven't done my research. Uh, It caused destructive creatures from a realm between life and death to begin roaming the Earth. And we control Norman Reedus, a.k.a. Sam Porter Bridges, a courier tasked with delivering supplies to the fractured and isolated colonies that remain and reconnecting them via wireless communications network. So it sounds uh, like a lot, but it's, from what I've heard, uh, very beautiful and unlike any other gaming experience that you would have previously had. So I'm very excited about playing that, and I will be streaming it. It, It's coming out, I think, on July 14th, so Mm -hmm. this episode will be out, and then shortly afterward, I will be streaming Death Stranding. So keep an eye out for that on our Twitch. And then even more shortly afterward, Paper Mario comes out. Oh, snap. (laughs) Hideo Kojima is known mostly for the um, Metal Gear series, right? Which I've never actually played myself. Have you guys played a lot of that? I've not dabbled too much in Metal Gear. I've seen a lot of the talk about uh, Snake's um, thick butt, but that's about (laughs) it. Yeah, thick. I feel like Cam's played um, a bunch of it, but only because I know Cam plays uh, Snake on Smash. Oh, yeah. 
I don't know if that, that has any correlation. <laughs> or I know if the, just... the storytelling is what everybody typically raves about, and I'm not familiar with his work, but I watched that like three-minute introduction trailer for the game, and I wanted to give him the $60 immediately just because it the story that they were telling in those three minutes of trailer was insane. It just oh, for Death Stranding? Crazy. Yeah, for Death Stranding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's... Go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, it's got some great actors in it as well. Yeah, and they look like themselves, too, which is crazy. Mm. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Motion capture has come so far. Motion yeah. capture. Yeah. But I've been following all that stuff from, like, um, you know, Heavy Rain and, like, oh, wait, no, Between Two Souls. All With, of the oh, yeah. BTS What's her from name? Between uh, Two Souls. Ellen Page. Ellen Page, yeah. And Willem <laughs> Dafoe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was going to say the interesting thing with the Metal Gear series, Death Stranding, Kojima's games in general is like you could honestly like, I mean, you know, buy the game if you want to play it. But like you could honestly just go on to anything and just straight up watch, watch the cut it. Scenes. Yeah. 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 I feel um, that way. I'm playing Last of Us right now, and it's like such a great story. But you could totally just watch the cutscenes and get the majority of the content. Yeah, I'm ready to be blown away. I am very, very excited about it. Yeah, um, you should I definitely know, stream it. Yeah, I know a lot of people have probably played it and watched it, but in case you haven't, you should definitely check me out doing it. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey. Anyway, um, the next uh. Me, me, pick me. News story that oh. I have. <gasps> Damn it. it! It's not you. It's 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 the Min news story. I mean, main news Min. I mean, uh, Min Min. What was your joke? Your joke was better. <laughs> uh, it's uh, Min Min came out for Smash, um, and she's dope. And I fucking <laughs> called it. You can hear it on our last episode. Insert that <laughs> clip, Gary. What I would love for it to be, I personally really love Min Min, which is she has noodle arms. Thanks, Gary. Oh. That was dope. <laughs> uh, that was thick. Um, yeah, she's super dope. Uh, very different than any Smash character that's out there right now. Um, mostly a ranged character. If you get past her arms, she's kind of fucked. But uh, if you you know, stagger her and zone with her a lot. She's a really tough opponent. All right, now help me out. Yeah. What game is Min Min from? Min Min is from the game Arms, okay. which is a fighting game. Is she the one with, like, the spiral arms? Or do they all have well, spiral arms? Yeah, yeah, they all kind of have spiral <laughs> arms, but she's the, she's got, like, noodle, noodle arms. That's very cool. Yes, she's awesome. Um, but that's all the... Uh, News I have. And now, Andres, and now the next news story is that Andres has news to share. Hello. Thick. Hi. Hey. Um. Okay. Well, I wasn't expecting this. Nobody prepared me. Andres, how thick is your news? <laughs> it's a little. It better it's, be so it's thick. It's like um, pretty chub. <laughs> how so thick is so, it? So we it, should move on. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, basically. I have two 1.0 launches for indie games that I want to bring up. Uh, oh, so we're not moving on. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> we're moving on into his segment. Thank you. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, Wait, 
Oh wait. What? That's just what the is your news, man? We're I all, told we're all just got it's news. still news. I You're told fucking you that confusing I, me. No, I literally said in the channel, <laughs> I have two things to tack on to indie news because I do not have a segment on my own, and you responded okay. Dude, he just he just like responded though. He didn't read it. He was like, yeah, okay. true. He's like, eh. yeah, in and out, like, <laughs> in and out. Yeah, please. Uh, I'm really excited for this though. Go, yeah. go Andre. Okay, okay. So, um, Ooblets is coming out Ooblet. July 15th, which should oh, be sick. very soon after this episode airs, and that's going to be every one of us the, needs to play. Exactly. Uh, 1.0 launch is coming, and I am so excited. Um, so when I'm not playing Death Stranding, I'll be playing that. Exactly. Uh, they are going to be early access on the their early access on the Epic Games Store. Uh, so that's mm-hmm. an Epic Games exclusive, which uh, Steve has talked about in yeah. the past that there was some controversy among yeah. that exclusivity. But it seems like everyone's pretty much bought into them, and they're really excited to get started. Yeah, um, everyone's starting to grow up from complaining <laughs> about Epic Games exclusivity. Do you think uh, that's part of it too? Maybe. What? Well, um, so in this case, I think it actually is a little bit of an issue because um, I think that it threw off um, Microsoft's Play Anywhere. I think they had to retract that statement oh. because um, it was supposed to be with like Games Pass. If you got it for one, you got it for both. And because mm-hmm. of the um, Epic Store exclusivity, that's not the case anymore. I don't know if they're going to make it so that like if you buy it for Xbox a year from now, you'll get it for PC. I have no idea, but that would be the thing that would make sense to me. Is but yeah, originally interesting because well, so- there have been other games that have done exclusivity either on Epic or through Steam that it like Microsoft's just didn't fold into that and you could still do the play anywhere or you could still access it via like Game Pass for PC or something cuz like just no one counted them for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, so in this case I don't think that's going to fly. So from what I understand the only place to get it on PC is going to be through Epic. Is the um Xbox Game Pass and Xbox One game preview the same thing? No. I don't think so. From what I was reading, um, after it, within the first, re- the first week preview. of launch, you'll be able to get it on Epic and or via the Xbox game, Xbox One game preview. Yeah, so I think that's exclusively on the console itself because it's releasing for both Xbox One did, and uh, Epic Game Store PC. Did they... Did they rebrand demos? Is that is that what that means? No, it's Xbox's version of early access, I believe, is game preview oh, instead. Okay. Mm, yeah, because it just says on the, the website console. from their last early access post, uh, which was in, on July 1st, that they will be available on the Epic Game Store and Xbox One. Yeah. So it's, that's the only way you can play it, is if you want it on PC, you have to go to Epic, and if you want it on the console, you got to go to... Um, the xbox preview mm-hmm. system well i guess it's a 1.0 release so yes. you can probably just buy it from their store and so is um, it is it forever an exclusivity thing with epic like i think they usually just do a one-year contract yeah so i assume that like once it exits like because this is it's a 1.0 release but it's still considered early access right mm-hmm. so uh, i assume that no i think it's like full-fledged now right is that what that means typically uh so excited to finally announce our early access release date July. Ah, yeah, that's interesting. So, so they're using that's why it's game preview. One point oh is just like that's the first version that they consider playable enough to right. to have out. So uh, I think if you were to buy it on like Xbox Play anywhere, it would probably be once the full game launches. Mm-hmm. I would hope if I would it hope. ever leaves early access, which is where that gray area gets extremely frustrating. Yeah. Right. 
That makes either way, the game sounds fantastic. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. I was I was gonna swap uh, topics a little bit, but not really, but kind of. Okay. I mean, it it, it, it was it's kind of similar. It was just uh, talking about the exclusivity thing um, Mm. because Titanfall just came out uh, for Steam, um, which was previously. Yeah, which was previously exclusive on Origin, which was EA's uh, game platform. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Didn't we say a lot of origin platform. exclusives were going to Steam? Yeah, yeah, so they moved, I think, 25 franchise games over to Steam, and there's been a lot of discussion about that, and there's a lot of opinions about that, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that their origin numbers are down, because we tend to see a cycle with EA and their Steam release. They'll give games to Steam, and then they'll take games away from Steam, and then they'll give them to Steam, and then they'll take them away, and it really just goes up and down with their player base. Yeah, yeah that's, I mean, that's I, I think <laughs> that EA just needs to give up on on Origin. Like, maybe still do their service of, like, hey, subscribe, and you get all of, like access to all of our games. Yeah. Um, but, like... So I that's think, their EA Access. Yeah, yeah, EA Access. And I think that they should just have the EA Access stuff, and they should just get rid of... Like, they should exclusively use Origin as a way to use your EA Access or something, and then just mm-hmm. release them and sell them wherever possible at this point, because... Clearly, nobody wants to play everything on Origin. Right. They're, That's why they need to re-release this stuff on Steam eventually. They've got uh, some great games, but not great enough to make me want to just be on Origin. Yeah, well, and I don't know if you guys have picked up any of the games that got slid across to Steam, but um, when you purchase them through Steam, you do get it added to your library, and you do get to you know attach all your achievements and everything, but it actually still requires you to um, open it through Origin. Oh, fuck them. God damn it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the same so, like, thing that Ubisoft, uh, Ubisoft did with uh, Rainbow Six, right? It's like... Hey, you can buy it on Steam, but like we're gonna make you have an account with us and use our launcher yeah. to actually so play it. That's what'll so ev- what'll eventually happen, most likely, is that EA will then retract these games from Steam. You'll still have it in your library because mm. it's synced to the Origin account, but it will no longer be linked to the Steam servers. Mm. Got it. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, I I think I just want to start trying to migrate more and more over to GOG. You know. <laughs> GOG, um, because because like DRM God damn it, their 2.0 <laughs> allows you to link that. everything just to GOG and. Oh, I haven't checked that out. I didn't realize they they launched a new platform. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Oh. I I don't use it that often, but like I can just I open that up and it's like these are all the games you have installed on Steam, Epic, GOG. Etc. And I'm like, that's great. Thanks for telling me everything that I can play right now. Yeah, GOG yeah, has nice. a really good idea, and I think that just a lot of people aren't following with it. Mm. And I, they were part of the reason why um, CD Projekt, when they did the Witcher release, I think it got a little bit of a boost in popularity at the point of release, purely because GOG did a day one patch and screwed up, and everybody was able to get the game for free. Oh, and Jesus, what? Yeah, so GOG made a mistake. They did a, a pre-install system. People basically were using torrents to pass the pre-install um, around without having to pay for it. And the day one patch, instead of it being some type of like encrypted system because they were using the DRM free, it literally was just like a file installer. And then everybody who had the pre-install just waited for that to get uploaded to the torrent site and downloaded that and they could play the game for free. 
That's crazy. Yeah, and CD Projekt Red did this whole thing where they were like, hey, I know you guys got the game for free, um, but there's going to be all this content updates that we're going to be pushing through, and if you really enjoy the game, you should pay for it. And I think that actually had this positive effect on the community, and they ended up making a lot of money off of it, even though it was a total mistake in the first place. Nice. That sounds really nice. Sounds really thick. <laughs> Super um, thick. So la- last topic on our thick news segment uh, basically is just another 1.0 release, which is Steam exclusive. And we've talked about and played a lot together, uh, Risk of Rain 2. Uh, Risk yeah. of Rain 2 is still slated to release uh, the 1.0 on uh, on Steam in August and then on all other platforms like Switch, Xbox One, and PS4 in the fall. Nice. Um, there awesome. is going to be a <clears throat> there is actually going to be a price increase for the 1.0. So it's going to go from 19.99, which it is right now in early access, and it's going to go to 24.99. And Are they so going to be adding any content? Sorry, guys. Uh, uh, that's that's them leaving the uh, the early access phase. That's a typical exactly. practice that you see is once it's out of early access, you have to pay full re- retail price. You pay cheaper knowing that you're not getting the full game until later. And honestly, oh, like I think that's fair because they have yeah. added a significant, significant amount of stuff since True. early access started. They have had a regular catalog of new things coming in they have that um calendar of their release dates and it's been pretty much on point this entire time including with uh other platform releases so um i am i mean i encourage people to definitely pay that but if you don't want to just buy it now while it's still cheaper or if you're listening in the past before we release this it's on sale (laughs) right now and it will probably be on sale again before it releases the 1.0 um, if you are listening in the past, it's on sale right now. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and um, I just am really excited for that. Like, I can't wait. There's going to be, you know, another Survivor they release, another map, and not oh, to mention okay. all of the little fixes that they do. And um, the ending. And the ending. There's going to finally be an ending. Uh, there'll be, you know, new items. And Which, thank goodness, because, like, yeah. at the point that it is right now, like, you you can play so long that it just feels like a fucking fever dream yeah. at some point. Like, I had, I, what did I have, Andres? I had, like, five revives, and, oh, like, God, I had an item that, like, gives me, like, 200% health every time I hurt someone or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. Oh, but, yeah, dude, I think we're I, all we had backers, right? One time. What? I think we're, we all are backers of it. We all picked it up, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. love that game. Well, we're gonna have to do another like let's play, but with the new 1.0 content. Oh, absolutely. For I will sure. definitely um, schedule something on Twitch for the 1.0. Um, and so, like, two other cool things about Risk of Rain: the dev team Hopu is actually hiring right now. So um, on July 2nd, they posted two big things. They posted a dev diary, and they're going to have. Uh, so if you guys want to check that out, it has all of this information I'm talking about. And they're going to hopefully be posting another dev diary to talk about post-launch. Um, but they're hiring a lead pixel artist for a non-disclosed game that they're developing. And uh, one of the other things about like the patches that they're making on the 1.0 release is going to be that they want to be able to type more into the character bios. But because of the screen, if you mm. type too much, then the text gets too small. So they're going to start keywording 
so that they can fit more stuff into the bios of the the move sets. Nice. Uh, so it's like a small thing that they're adding to the 1.0 um, as an example. Uh, Do they need anybody to sell tickets for them? I can <laughs> I can take that job. I mean, email them. I'm sure they'd be interested in something. I don't think they would. I mean, <laughs> you can <laughs> fair. Uh, but yeah, so Risk of Rain 2. Uh, lots of really cool stuff coming for them. I'm really excited. It, like Steve said, we're all backers, so I think we're all just going to get a, a lot of gameplay out of once it releases. And that is, uh, I think, all for Thick News. That was the thickest news so I've thick. ever heard. It's because everything's all happening at once. Exactly. we got to get the news out. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the economy's been slow and or shut down for the past few months, and now some stuff is just picking back up, and therefore mm-hmm. there's a bunch of announcements all at once. Exactly. Also, we're getting through the summer slump of gaming at some point in time. It's mm-hmm. good music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling wobbly now. This is this is you, Dave. By yeah, the way. I I thought it might have been. Um, this is Dave's saves. Uh, no, this is not. Um, though I do have some. <laughs> it's official. News. I've already said it. <laughs> well, that but right, that's Dave saves. Let's do right, it. But that's not. No, that's something else. Oh God, <laughs> you're gonna confuse everybody. Well, <laughs> you 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 were gonna do it in the game book club, and then you were like, nah. Which well, is part of what this is. So instead of Cam's corner, because Cam's not here, we got Dave saves logic. Right, but the indie game book club's name is going to be changed eventually, um, and that he may have just given a potential title name of the indie game book club away. Um, Sorry, sneak peeks. But ignoring all of that, um, yeah. So I, I don't have anything for the book club this week. Uh, game book club indie indie game. Mm-hmm. Um, but we will have a, a brief review of two games for the next recording. Um, and those games will be posted and announced today for our Patreon subscribers. Um, and I, I do have to make a correction. On the last episode, I said that uh, it was a dollar to holler. It, it is, in fact, but we've made it thicker. $2 to holler. It is, <laughs> it is way thicker. Um, it's a hundred percent thicker. Yeah. Anywho, so <laughs> in in lo- in lieu of having a review of an indie game that really wouldn't have taken a long time to play, but I just didn't play it. It's been quite a a couple weeks. Um, I've been playing a lot of board games with my roommates. Well, tabletop games, I should specify. And so I wanted to just highlight a few of them. None of them are new games by any means. I think the earliest one is was released in 2002 and the the latest one was released in 2009 originally um but i just wanted to give you guys maybe maybe you guys have some friends that you like to play with um whether that's like online (laughs) some way or just in person maybe you are like me and you live with four other people Mm -hmm. and sometimes all of you want to do something that's not just watching tv or um imbibing in substances that alter reality yeah and sometimes you know they all get along yeah sometimes that's actually a really uncommon thing (laughs) (laughs) but so 
the first one that I wanted to highlight, I'm sure everybody has heard of it in some way. Uh, it's Munchkin, which is a deck card game. Does yes. anybody not know of Munchkin? Here, of you guys. <laughs> uh, so no, any nobody, nobody does not know of it. Gary Munchkin. putting crickets. Awesome. Got it. Um, so it was written by Steve Jackson, illustrated by John Kovalik, I assume. Published by Steve Jackson Games and released for the first time in 2002. Um, just as a, a quick recap for our viewers, and I guess you guys, using a combination of door cards, treasure cards, and one dice, players crawl through a dungeon and uh, level up by killing monsters, and that's also how they acquire treasure, which can help increase their character and make their character the strongest possible which is kind of the goal of the game, is to be super strong because the first person to reach level 10, uh, with some exceptions, wins. Um, this is probably cool. the most straightforward of the three games because the, the concept is so simple. Um, but but it's still, it still can take, like with a full group, several hours to play, mm -hmm. especially if you guys have never played it before. Um, yeah. Which, you know, tabletop games... Uh, usually a good time investment, but still very fun. It's cool because it's kind of like um, a super, super simplified D&D-like um, so that people who don't want to sit through and actually imagine everything have something that's a little bit more structured. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, absolutely. And it, like, it's obviously it's never going to take as long as a, <laughs> as a campaign. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but it, it, I mean, we played the first time that we played it, uh, I had played it one time, my other roommate had played it one time, and two of our roommates had never played it before. And it took us, I think, three and a half hours to get through the game because it was just like, oh, what does this card do? What does this card do? And this? <laughs> um, but, uh, I mean, it's it's super fun. Um, uh, we've been playing it with four people, and I think that's a good amount to play it with. But... There are plenty of expansions for it to, to mm -hmm. change how it's played and increase the length of it and possibly the strategy and therefore difficulty of actually winning. Um, the next game is another deck card game, and that one is called Gloom. It was created by Keith Baker and first published by Atlas Games in 2004. Not Atlas Games, the ones that make the JRPGs. Atlas Games, the, the tabletop game publisher. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, just just so you know that like Catherine and Gloom and Persona were not all the same publisher. <laughs> um, has anybody played Gloom here before? I don't think I have. I think I own it. I mean, I got it. I don't think I have played it in years and years, but I own it somewhere. I remember seeing it every time I move. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I actually love this game. We we played it last night. We played three games over the course of I think like four hours. I like um, that you can stack cards and you see like transparently. Geez. Yeah. So, so basically the cards are all transparent and they stack on top of each other with different modifiers. And the goal oh. of the game is to make I think your I've seen that. family as miserable as possible before oh, they yeah. die. Um, and like kind of you can you can determine how much you want to go into it um you can like give the characters uh they all have like little background texts on them like flare text 
and you can expand on it as much as you want. You guys can like create a whole story based around what little they they have to work with you. Good way to, you know, um, fix your improv skills. Call back to last episode. Um, <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> fix? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just keep nothing. Going. <laughs> um, so, so basically even though it like seems like a simple game once one family dies the whole game ends and if you're not paying attention that can happen really quickly like someone can just swoop through and like win the game in 20 minutes or so uh that actually happened to us once yesterday where like someone just wasn't paying attention and uh they like did something that basically within one full round of playing and of course, it's the luck of the draw too. But like within one full round, the person that they had thought that they were screwing over, they actually handed the win to, and that ah. that game ended in like twenty something minutes. Mm. But it was you know it was all luck of the cards as well. So like it sounds like a dope game actually. Yeah, it's super you, fun. You're... And if you have, uh, I mean, three to five people, I, the thing that I like about it, you could play it with two, but I I don't know that I would. But the thing that I like <laughs> about it is each family is a family of five, but you discard one of them. And so you end up with four cards that were from different families. And if you want to have a fifth player, you just bring that person in with those four leftover cards. So it, it has its own versatility built into the game, um, which cool. I really, really like. Um, I guess basic rules would be that if your character is alive, their points don't count at the end of the game. And you can only kill characters who have a negative self-worth because otherwise, you know, they're just too happy to die. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and that's that is my my probably my strongest recommendation because it's the one that you could play in the shortest amount of time, but has so much more depth than you could actually imagine because each card that has a modifier, most of them have some additional effect that kind of changes the way that the game's played, whether for you or for someone else. And depending on who you play the card on, it it uh, messes a bunch of stuff up. Okay. Um, so the last game that I've got for you is an actual board game with a bunch of tiles. And that game is called Small World. That was designed by, uh, I believe, Philippe Kiarts? Kiarts? I don't know. And then illustrated by Miguel Coimbra and Suri. Suri? Uh, I, okay. I can't. I'm going to butcher this even more. <laughs> the more I do of this. That's why I always say, just like, uh, maybe I'll insert it later or just say the game and Dajon? people can read it later. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> And published by Days of Wonder in 2009. Days of Wonder, obviously, is a company that has uh, done a bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, like, they, they've published a shit ton of games. Um, this game is kind of similar to Risk in a family setting. Sorry, in a fantasy setting. Um, it's a strategy board game where you have races classes which are randomized mm -hmm. uh and then before the game starts you kind of pick a combo based on those the the further down toward the end that combo is the more coins it costs to pick that character class and race mm -hmm. um that being said it's like this weird kind of thing where you have to eventually 
go into um what's the word like your your character race starts dying off okay. because oh. you're going into decline because like you oh extinction, extinction? What, uh yeah but like so what happens is you go into decline and like when you declare that you get rid of that character and race like that class and race card uh combo and then you pick a new combo from the ones that are now available and hmm. um all of the territories that you currently control with your in decline people get flipped over mm-hmm. um you leave one person in each territory that you controlled and then they stay there until they die or until your second choice of race and class go into decline and what oh. happens is at the end of each of your turns however many territories territories you have gets you one gold piece there are modifiers to that based on your class race and like some other basic abilities but um the goal is just to have the most coins at the end of it so you kind of have to strategize of when it because it's not a matter of like if you're going to go into decline you just have to strategize of when the best time to go into decline is because that can Mm, completely change the tide of the game it's very fun it's very heavy strategy yeah I was about to almost say. <laughs> almost a level of like D D element in that you you know there's like that huge fantasy setting and there's hmm. like a lot to think about um yeah. it's easily the longest of the three games that i'm highlighting it think, almost sounds like risk yeah that's what i was saying it, it has like yeah. a risk-esque um yeah like territory control aspect to it that's cool but the way that you control those territories is just based on like your troops um which is limited based on like some numbers that are on your class and race cards um and then each different one like has the best thing about the game is like the combos change each time you play basically like you you might one time have like some seafaring skeletons, but then the next time that you play the game, the skeletons are actually like, you know, they live in mountains instead. And but depending on that like mountain or seafaring thing, their abilities change. That's cool. Yeah, something I wanted to point out real quick: um, all three of the games that you've listed, although I do always recommend physical copies and playing in person, um, they actually all have digital versions. So Small World is actually on sale right now during the Steam sale. It's only four dollars, um, but you can pick up that and all of I guess it's like expansions for nine dollars. That's dope. Um, Gloom and its expansion <coughs> is also nine dollars. Uh, I think the game by itself was six. And Munchkin's actually got a GitHub set up specifically for um, Tabletop Simulator. So if you're an owner of Tabletop Simulator, you can just install it as like a mod and you can play it on there. That's what I was actually going to end this with was... Oh, that, I'm sorry. Uh, I stole it. <laughs> the Munchkin part on Tabletop Sim. I, I didn't know the Small World and Gloom part, though, so thank you. Well, so um, was... you, can do the, you can do the Munchkin part. Go ahead. No, it's just, you, already, you already covered it. It's all good. I will... I'm sorry, Dave. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I will warn you guys, though, that, like, the Munchkin on Tabletop Sim was kind of hard to find because all of the main ones in the workshop are different languages. So you have to actually download a few that seem to be in English to find the one that works. Oh, Uh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, because I was just looking into that the other day. Well, with that disclaimer noted, um, that is really cool that the other ones have uh, digital versions. Yeah, and that they're both on sale. Yeah. That's true. Too. We should we should get these and do some uh, either parsec or just Discord streaming. 
Oh yeah, I might, I might, I, I might do Gloom or maybe Small. Small I'm, World's the longer of the two. I'm that telling one you guys right now, I would freaking love to play a good game of Munchkin with a group of people who know how to play it because there was a sweet spot in college where Kenny and I were playing Munchkin with friends of ours and we all knew how to play it and it was just awesome, awesome games and we would antagonize the hell out of each other. And then after that, we kept having, we every time we tried to play, there was always like one person who hadn't played the game before. So it's always just a learning process and them trying to figure out how to play and the game goes slower and everything. And they're not as like quick-witted to like, you know, antagonize each other. So if we can Getting get the a munchies game for lunch, Munchkin, what? Getting the munchies for Munchkin. I really am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so ready for some Munchkin. Well, no, I mean I, I've always enjoyed the tabletop games, and digital copies are just so much more accessible nowadays, um, just because of the fact that a lot of us are, you know, isolated. Mm-hmm. So anything that's available digitally and still satisfies that like tabletop feeling is definitely a good game on my book. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that, and I think that that's a good thing to explore. Um, I would absolutely do Small World or Gloom as their own game digitally, and then I know that a couple noteworthy ones would be Ticket to Ride has a digital version. Mm-hmm. I think that's regularly on sale. Mm-hmm. And then um, what's the other really popular one? Catan. Catan, yeah. I was going to say Catan and then uh, Carcassonne, which is another one by mm. th- with that same publisher and they're they're both super accessible on digital versions yeah. as well ticket to ride is also on sale it's only four dollars and you can get the entire expansion collection for 23 wow. note that this is as of time of recording they may or yes, may not be on sale when true. this is yeah. released i apologize so listeners <laughs> buy it in the past yep listen to this <laughs> travel back in time Give us the time machine because we have some shit that we need to get taken care of <laughs> um, and then buy these and then play them with people. And then yeah. forget that any of this happened until yeah. we return the time machine in the future, but then use it to go back into the past again. Yeah. So moving It'll make on sense when it happens. Into the future. Yeah. That way, yeah. It, well, you have to close the loop. Otherwise, you create a paradox. Exactly. A temporal pair of socks. <laughs> um, so that's all I've got. Honestly, for this, I uh, enjoyed it. Nice. Um, thanks for letting me talk about some tabletop games. I've we've been yeah. having so much fun at our house just playing those. They sound like awesome suggestions. We'll have to check them out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Same here. All right, finally, that brings us to our last segment. Um, I, I didn't miss anything, but um, just in case I did, what's up, guys? How are, is everyone doing? How is are is everyone doing? How are is everyone doing? Is there anything else that anyone would like to talk about in their lives outside of gaming? What movies I... are you watching? What strippers are you paying? You know, stuff like that. I can't discuss the strippers that I'm paying. Um, and I can't discuss contract. the movies that I'm watching either, honestly. I, I, it's all under-disclosed, uh, you know. NDAs. Kind of re- NDAs. Yeah, NDA <laughs> stuff. So, so uh, nothing. I've got nothing. No, I, I hurt myself the other day because I moved out of someone's way and tripped over, like, this weird metal ring on the ground. And Oh, yeah. Um, Wait, you moved I out of someone's way. Well. Didn't you trip over your cat? No. <laughs> 
Oh, okay. That must be <laughs> someone else. Well, you know, no good deed. <laughs> yeah, I like. I went to go get myself iced coffee, and then I was like, I'm gonna buy bagels for my whole house. And so I bought bagels for everybody. I'm walking back. I've got a bag of coffee beans. I've got the bag of bagels. I've got an iced coffee in my right hand. Oh, I'm no. wearing a mask because I'm being socially did you responsible. Spill, did you spill it all? Uh, I spilled a quarter of the coffee on myself, but the oh. lid stayed on. Oh. Um, but... I moved out of this person's way because they were walking in the middle of the sidewalk, being an asshole. They refused to move, so I was like, I'll just go toward the curb. And then some other completely different asshole, must have had mm -hmm. a different time, left this weird metal ring. I don't know what it was. It was just a ring of metal. And it was just on the ground, and my feet got caught in it as I was moving out of this person's way. <laughs> so it constricted my feet. I fell on the ground. Oh, my like, God. Slammed on the ground. I can't walk properly right now. Um, mm. My left knee is completely bruised. Like, the whole knee is bruised. Oof. My right knee can't bend all the way. Oh. And this oh person, my gosh. Like, looked over their shoulder when I fell and, like, saw me on the ground in pain and just, like, kind of shrugged a little bit to themselves and turned their head back around and continued on their day. No, like, what? oh, my God, are you okay? You just fucking fell on the ground, like, very dramatically. <laughs> And no, wow. they just they just kept going because they clearly have no fucking respect for any other human on earth. Holy that shit. sucks. Did you get your beans and your bagels by accident? Uh they or did you did get your you bagels get your... into your beans? No, the, the beans, you know, they were in a closed bag. Bingo. And, and then the bagels <laughs> I had had the bag or closed as well. So like Beagles. They, they were all fine. I just had to limp like almost two miles home. Oh uh, you didn't almost accidentally create the coffee bagel and just destroy all of police's like early morning routine. Um, if you don't already dip your bagels <laughs> into coffee, uh, I don't know what to tell you. It's probably disgusting. Is this your agenda? <laughs> is this your agenda, Bean Sparrow? Is just to know how beans can improve the quality of life. That's the only thing that I really care about. Is anytime beans are involved in a day to day activity. <laughs> It's just got my name written all over it. <laughs> it's got my name all over it. At least the first part of my name. Yeah. Well, the middle part, really. Yeah, the middle part. <laughs> well, the first part of his name, but the 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 first part. The first part of his is, username. He's a pioneer. The third yeah, the, middle part. The first just, part of his name is his title, technically. Steve, I I just thought his first name was Captain. Like this was some one of those like, weird <laughs> cartoons. He just doesn't have a first name. And his it's last name is Bean Sparrow. Yeah. I, mean, I yeah. guess that's fair. There's a I character mean, the, named Major Major Major. Who is, I was gonna say I'm just helping people know exactly who I am. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You're major, like one major, of those major. old yeah. last names that describes like the profession, like a miller or a fieldman. Yeah. But you Catch are uh, the kind of bird that spreads beans near and yeah. far. A bean bird? A bean a bean sparrow. Some people call me the six foot gamer. Other people call me bean sparrow. Six foot gamer, <laughs> that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Um Oh, I have I have a what's up from me. I just Leah and I just reorganized our room completely. Like we did a photo shoot yesterday, which came out great. Um, and we uh, we're intending to use our room to be like the studio space. Mm. Um, so we started moving everything around, and then we realized we couldn't fit the kitchen table into our room. 
Yeah. And so we, we just shot it in the living room. But at the end of it, we were like, you know what? We've already started moving shit. Let's just completely reorganize. And now we, like, you like you walk in now and, like, the bed's, like, against the fire wall facing uh, the wall next to the bathroom. And then there's, like, a little changing area. Like, it's th- that's surrounded by all of our dressers and stuff and a mirror. And it's really cozy and it's got, like, good energy when you come in that we didn't quite have before and i'm very very excited and we have a projector over top of our bed that projects onto that wall so we can just lay in bed and watch the projector dude that's awesome that sounds amazing um i have to say that i have a relatively large room for like where i live but like i can't even fathom the amount of space that it sounds like you have in your room there's a wall with a then it connects to a bathroom and and there's like this other wall and then there you know i was like dude i have like i have like three walls in this room that can be used for anything there's one wall that's just windows there's one wall that's just a closet yeah there i think that your whatsapp should match with mine because um i just got a love sack and i feel like you could probably fit one of those in your bedroom a love uh, sack I, those things look so good How what is a love is sack it? oh my god it's so comfortable so kenny it is a, a giant beanbag chair oh I, like, I, we have one of those massive i've always it's wanted thick. to see like it's super one. thick but, and it's Wait. a specific <laughs> brand too like it's Oh. Yeah, I think that's the name of their company, right? Is yeah, Love, Love Sack. Sack. Um, I don't know if it's the same company, but we have a giant one that's super, super fuzzy. And nice. If it wasn't expensive as hell, then it probably wasn't a Love Sack. They can uh, have yeah, that unfortunately, name. that's their calling that, card. Like, uh, that little blurb from me. Like, that can be their new advertising tagline. Right? <laughs> if, if, if it's not as expensive, expensive as, hell, as hell, then it's not a Love Sack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sponsored by Cordycast. If it's made with crappy materials, it's not ours. But no, it's 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 a That's crazy be awesome um, beanbag <laughs> chair. But it is it is also super ridiculously expensive. But it's going in. Um, we just cleaned out the third bedroom in our new house, or relatively new house, and it's going to be an office for nice. um, Jody, my girlfriend. So. We got her a giant ass beanbag chair, and I'm gonna be mounting a TV to the wall, and it'll just be kind of like a little cozy nice. nook space. Nice. I uh, recommend a beanbag for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. Really harping on this bean thing today. <laughs> <laughs> it's just beans. Dang, it's too bad. Too bad they didn't call it a thick sack because that would have fit with our theme. Uh, we're gonna <laughs> create a new right. com- competitive I'm ending this sack. episode early. <laughs> a thick sack. Furry thick sack. <sighs> you know, oh, I, I, do wanna, wanna... I wanted to share this podcast with friends and family, but <laughs> but now you really have to, really, really, yes, have to. you're required. <laughs> it's important. Um, <laughs> I did want to bring a, a positive light to my my what's up, which is that I've been cooking a hell of a lot. I made homemade nice. salsa and homemade pizza dough for the nice. first time, and both of them came out phenomenal. Yeah, and you can nice. see those on our Discord. You can be your regular. I post. I post if more about the stuff that I'm cooking than I do about any games. Yeah, so true. you can see it if you stalk Dave. If you got, uh, if you are vegan or vegetarian, we have those here. And we have all the vegans and vegetarians supply. here. We have them in great supply in our Discord. So if you need some recipes, you should check us out. 
not for the games, for the vegan <laughs> the and vegetarian recipes. recipes. That should because we're just doing everything. Once we have a website, that will definitely be something that I'm gonna be. Yeah, posting. we're gonna have a Cordy cookbook right next to our Cordy bean sack or Cordy thick Ooh, sack. Oh, I like it. <laughs> we can start merchandising. Yeah. Maybe we can put the Cordy cookbook ingredients on the outside cover of the Cordy bean sack. Oh, oh my, my god. god. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> <laughs> or like you can where, only where did read you, the where recipes did you find if you that? sink into the sack. Where'd you find that recipe? Oh, it's on the side of my sack. Oh, it's God. on the side of my QWERTY thick sack. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> we have amazing merchandise. Yes, I would buy that. If we only sold that, um, I think we'd be fine. A, a cookbook yeah, a slash huge bean bag chair, by the way, is... is I want to make sure niche. that we're all on the same page. That's what this is: is a giant bee bag chair that's also a cookbook. For yeah, I mean, think about it. Vegan recipes. recipes specifically. We'd be first to market. Nobody else is doing that. <laughs> it's true. That's so true. Hopefully, nobody listens to this episode and gets that some crazy idea to try. Anyone else that's, got anything highlighter else safe? They want to share. Um, I, what is it? I was just playing a uh, Hollow Knight. Um, oh, for the first time it was one of those games of my like i know no matter what i'm gonna start playing this and it's gonna be amazing and i'm gonna love it and it is so it's the thing that i'm obsessed with right now until my hands hurt until 4 a.m when my eyes get very dry uh nice <laughs> hollow knight is basically i guess it's kind of like in that souls-esque way that um it's very, very beautiful in this dark and, like, creepy sort of way, but it's it's just very gorgeous. I'm trying to remember what the name of the artist was from um, the guy who inspired all of the art from Alien, but it kind of reminds me of that guy. A oh, H.R. Giger, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, H.R. Giger. Yeah. The guy who does all those, like, crazy, weird alien-looking visuals that are mostly in grayscale yeah exactly and so like imagine that but kind of cutesy because the whole point of hollow knight is that it's uh, all like the size of bugs and um it's published and developed by team cherry and i'm just enjoying the hell out of it it's it's not that uh new but it is um like a fan favorite amongst a lot of circles wow yeah so that's my most recent thing that I've been doing, other than just spending most days on QWERTYcast and hanging out. <laughs> and playing Tabletop Simulator. Tabletop Simulator. I can't wait to use it more. Same. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in. Especially thank you to all our Patreon subscribers. Um, really quick, uh, make sure you stay till the end of this music for a little tidbit more um, of stuff that's going on in the real world that we want to quickly shed some light on but if you want to interact with us more patreon is a good way to get more exclusive access with us including discord benefits free entries into all future raffles exclusive content and more thank you to our audio mixer and musical master gary thank you to our brand slapping new assistant editor gordon welcome to the team and if you want to talk to us and or support us we're on discord twitter and patreon at Cordycast. And if you want to email us, we're at uh, CordyCastMail at gmail.com. Anyone have anything else? Um, nope. 
Party nah. cast out. Party cast out. Hey guys, um, it's Joe. It's been quite quite a while, um, but I'm not gonna cover that here and now. That'll be for a later date. So, too many of y'all have heard and some haven't an individual by the name of brian bernstein aka wreckful killed himself um july 2nd so three days ago uh wreckful himself was the first big world of warcraft streamer the reason why i'm bringing this to you is because i've been playing this game for just as long as he has i've been subbed since day one of vanilla wreckful made a name for himself through not just being the unorthodox pvp with a rogue which no one which not, not a lot of people are going to understand at the time when he when his claim to fame came he showed the world and everyone that watched him and everyone in the wow community this class although it is completely useless at the time can still do something Wreckful, I knew him on a personal level. I played WoW with him. When I first started watching him, I had no idea who he was. He taught me a few things at the time, which I'm like, oh, hey, I just started implementing these. To where I didn't just keep getting better because of him. I kept getting better, you know, from myself learning exactly how to play the game. And then to the point to where I was playing with him to not just a team game to where him and I and a few others will sit in a team speak call for, God, eight, nine, sometimes ten hours. I think the longest we've done was like 16. Yeah, those those were days back from late Burning Crusade to early Cataclysm to the end of Miss Pandaria. And that's where I kind of fell off with kind of, I don't want to say talking to him, but really truly... How do I say this properly without sounding like an idiot? Without sounding like an idiot, without truly keeping up with what was going on in his life, Wreckful was by far the happiest person I've ever met. I've man, I've met people. Wreckful never showed colors. No matter what happened, he was always happy, chipper, always wanting to do better for others and more for others you don't really see that much anymore anymore especially in our world that we're currently living in holy shit we need more of him wreckful the information around on how he did pass away is very hazy to complete bs not a lot of people have came forward and his close friends and girlfriend if I remember correctly they haven't came forward with how the only reason we know why is due to mental mental health. That's it. Mental health, you know, it plagues everybody. There's not a day go by where you've had that happen to you. Some people, like Wreckful, it's present now. I, I'll openly admit it's present with me now. Some people here have heard it. Some people, even close to my life, like parents my sister they have no fucking idea this is something that no one knows how to truly truly handle with on a day-to-day -day basis some people like wreckful he played games he was an entertainer he was one of the best entertainers i've ever seen in my life 
was always happy. It was always trying to make a dumb joke. And God forbid I've heard some of the dumbest fucking jokes come from his mouth. But they always made us laugh. They, you know, they made you feel better. Everyone has that escape from reality. His is wow. Mine's wow, too. And, you know, everyone's different. Everyone has their own thing. The way... The way this happened... I, I I don't really know how to say this. I got this information when I was driving home uh, on a 10-hour trip from seeing my girlfriend, which is 10 hours for me. You know, I was half more than halfway home, somewhere in the middle of North Carolina, where I got a phone call from Las Vegas. I'm like, all right, I don't know who this is, so I ignored it. And then they call it again and again. I'm like, all right, this is something... And it was an old rating buddy of ours said, hey, Brian's, Brian's gone. He killed himself last night. Well, not last night, that morning. You know. And to me, I didn't believe him at first because I haven't talked to him, that individual, in years. And he was always known to be a prankster and to kind of pull the dark humor jokes. So I didn't believe him, so I laughed at it. And he said, no, I'm serious. Like, he's, he's gone. So that hit me very, very hard especially in the middle of a highway in a state that I am completely unfamiliar with. And just having my brain rack of the memories that Wreckful has put into me personally and into the tens of thousands of people that have ever watched him. People that have watched him for 20 minutes. People like myself that have watched him since the beginning. <sighs> Point I'm trying to make here before I keep rambling about old memories that people won't understand, is there is always help out there. There is always going to be someone that will listen. Obviously, obviously some people will never see that. And some people, I'm one of these people, will deny that fact that there are people out there that will listen. There's a phone number set up. You have people that are little just... They're ears. They're just ears. People where you can let everything in your in your life out. Let it all out at once to just take that nice, relaxing sigh of relaxation for a minute. And that sigh is where, you know, you kind of start putting everything slowly back together. These are the mental health issues. It, it can't be fixed in a night. Rome wasn't built in a night. God forbid this can be helped in a night. But there's people there that will help you. I'm going to say a phone number. Anytime that you have these thoughts of where you just think, fuck it, I'm done. I don't want to continue anymore. These are people that volunteer to do this every single day. More than two-thirds of these people do not get paid because they give a shit about people. And I'm going to, like, 1-800-273-8255. I'll say that one more time. 1-800-273-8255. That's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline of the United States. Obviously, to foreign listeners, your number might be different. Please Google that at your earliest convenience. If it's at work in the bathroom, you're sitting in bumper-to-bumper traffic, to you're at the dinner table. They are there to help. There are people in your life that are always there to help. There are random people. I've had this happen. There are random people on the street that will be there to help. We are here. 
Although we struggle on a day-to-day basis, we will still listen. I listen to other people's issues all the time. I've listened to my coworkers, past and present. I've listened to my own family members. I've listened to my girlfriends. I've listened to my best and ex-best friends. We all have issues. We are here to listen. We are always here to help. There's always a way to make it a little better. If you want a song to kind of help put a little perspective into this, I have to look this up real quick. Um, wait, I don't remember the name of the song. It'll come to me here in a minute. But, alright, it's actually going to bug me. Welcome to my brain where I can't deal with one thing. Uh, Make It Stop by Rise Against, September's Children. These are children that, if you listen to that song from beginning to end, towards the middle of the song, he starts listing off kids and how old they are that aren't on this planet anymore. And if you watch the music video, there are what you think are actors, but are actually the real people that went through those struggles of talking to someone, finding some form of help, and seeing what they became. One guy in particular, he went from hanging himself, about to hang himself, from a noose in his bedroom to becoming a senator because he talked to one person. His story is on YouTube. I don't exactly remember his name off the top of my head, but it is in that video. There, There's people, please. If you think you don't have a single person to talk to, Please, for the love of God, you can come talk to me. Join the QWERTY Discord. Find my Discord in here. I'm always here because I have myself set the D&D. But please, send me a DM saying, I need someone to listen. I need someone to talk to. If you want someone to listen, let it all out. I do not care what I am doing. I can be at work. I can be in the middle of the stream. I can be driving. Let it all out. If you want help, I will openly stop whatever the little fuck I am doing. Streaming, I have ended stream before for someone else's mental health. If I am driving, I will pull over. I have done that before. If I am at work, I have called people at work. Kenny has never seen it, but it has happened at our job where I have openly walked out our back door and been on a phone call for 20 some fucking minutes. We're here to listen. I am here to listen. You will see a brighter day. I promise you that. And on that note, I'm going to end it here so I don't stop. Well, so I stop myself from fucking rambling because God forbid I haven't been on a podcast in months because of work. But anywho, I'm going to get out of here. Y'all have a wonderful night. Don't do anything stupid. And remember, we are here. We will listen. Peace out and stay safe.